Welcome to another edition of Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm your host, certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, coming to you live like we do every second and fourth Tuesday of the month to dialogue with you, take your calls. If you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation, then we'd love to hear from you. All we need is your first name, city you're calling from, and no matter what I'm talking about, if it's important to you, then it's important to me. We'll get you right on air. 627-7979. Don't forget that area code. 757-627-7979. Wealthway Financial Advisors is the proud sponsor of Dollars and Common Sense. We are an independent registered investment advisor, which means we're legally held to a fiduciary standard to put our client's interest ahead of our own in any business dealing or recommendation that we make. And that's the way it should be when you work with a financial advisor. As the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. So by design, we can't work with everyone. We work with a relatively small group of high net worth individuals, but that's one of the reasons we feel so strongly about coming here every second and fourth Tuesday at 6 p.m., Let's reach out and help as many people as we can in the Hampton Roads listening area achieve your measure of financial success, because it is a core belief at Wealthway Advisors that the overwhelming majority of people in this country have the opportunity for financial security if they choose it as a choice, because it takes some time, it takes some effort, and it takes some knowledge. We are here to help. You got to take that first step, though. Pick up the phone. Give me a call, 627 7979, whether you want to talk about anything having to do with the investment uh, markets, the economy, uh, insurance products, life insurance, health insurance, property casualty, taxes, tax planning, tax reduction strategies, retirement planning, retirement plans, 401ks, 403bs, TSPs, Roth IRAs, IRAs, traditional IRAs, mortgage options, social security claiming strategies, or estate planning, wills, and trusts. All that and more. Falls under the umbrella of personal finance. We are here to discuss tonight. 627-7979. Well, happy new, happy new Year, everyone. The first show of 2024. And we're going to talk about some issues for you to consider at the start of the year to get you pointed in the right direction and get you on a solid financial footing for the year ahead. Uh, I'm already off to uh, a rip-roaring start. I got my wisdom teeth taken out on Friday. Uh, That was a joy, uh, or at least most of them. I guess 2.9 wisdom teeth taken out. One's too far up there. One isn't going to come down. That's with me permanently. And then one the dentist tried to take out is left behind a bone fragment. Uh, so I'll be dealing with that for a little while. We either heal that up or push it. Body's going to push it out, but we'll see what happens there. But got my wisdom teeth out on Friday. So that's, a that's, a my big start to 2024. All right. It's well, a fun milestone in any young man's life. I just want to yeah. say that. Kevin. Well, you know, not so young anymore, Damien. And I guess that's why they call them wisdom teeth is, you know, typically you, they come in in your later years. And that is definitely what was happening to one of my teeth. 
and it was very painful uh, over the summer. And I, I bared it out through the summer because I had other work commitments to deal with. But here we are in January, so I had a little window of opportunity and uh, got them all taken out. So in the healing process now, a lot of soups, a lot of mashed potatoes. Ah, there you go. Yeah. And, well, yeah, and a lot of talking tonight because you're going to be here uh, throughout our, our night show tonight and, of course, the weekend broadcast when you get to hear that. But, yeah, right. And then we yeah. do the uh, – we got a lot – we're live to, uh, tonight, every second and fourth Tuesday of the month. We're live. And then we do a uh, – this show gets rebroadcast on Saturday morning following – the show on Tuesday, so you can catch us on that as well. So tonight we're going to talk about uh, some issues to consider for 2024, financial issues, things you can do to put yourself uh, on good solid footing for the year. Before I jump jump into that, I thought I'd uh, throw out some reminder dates, um, things to be mindful of uh, from a tax perspective coming up here pretty soon. So January 16th, for those of you who um, uh, file quarterly estimated taxes. Fourth quarter's payment is due January 16th. So that's coming up in uh, about a week. So make sure you make your fourth quarter estimated payment if you need to um, in the next week. January 31st, deadline for employers to send W-2s and 1099 forms to individuals. So employers have to the end of the month to get you all your necessary tax documents. Expect that by the end of January. And then February 15th is the deadline for financial institutions to send uh, 1099 forms to individuals. Now, these this is relatively new, or at least within the last few years. They used to, uh, employer and financial institution uh, dates used to be one and the same, the end of January. Uh, I think uh, it, the institutions were finding out that um, they could get them out by January 31st, but then there was a lot of corrections, especially with mutual funds and exchange-traded funds and activity that happens like literally on the last business day of the year. Um, it takes a little bit more than a month to get that information out accurately. So now um, financial institutions, your bank, your brokerage company, um, maybe your IRA custodian, um, your 401k provider – will have until February 15th to get you uh, their tax documents. And every year we have some clients call us, say, you know, first week in February, where's where is my 1099 from Schwab? Like, well, they got a couple more weeks, February 15th before um, it's due um, to you. All right. And then finally, of course, April 15th, last day to contribute to traditional Roth IRAs for tax year 2023, if you are eligible. And then the deadline to uh, file your individual income tax return or at least file an extension. So February 5th, I'm sorry, April 15th this year, uh, tax day. And the uh, last day you can make contributions to IRAs for tax year 2023, if you qualify. All right. How about some issues to consider to get the new year off right? We'll break these up into some categories, personal issues, cash flow issues, asset and debt issues. we got tax issues, insurance, legal, all kinds of things to consider at the beginning of the new year to reframe your thinking and get you pointed in the right direction. So one of the biggest, most obvious is how'd you do last year? 
Need to assess uh, any progress you made towards your goals from last year? Did you finish up okay? Did you save as much as you wanted to save? Did you pay down as much debt as you wanted to? Did you get rid of that bad debt? Did you build up the emergency fund? Did you increase the amount that you wanted to contribute to your company retirement plan? If you haven't fulfilled many of those goals, and now's the time for a reset. And especially when it comes to uh, saving through company retirement plans, the first paycheck of the year, this is the time. Go to Human Resources or go to your company website, uh, however your 401k plan or your company-sponsored retirement plan, the TSP, the 403b, however it's administered, go to those people and do an automatic increase. Increase it by 50 bucks a paycheck. Something like that. Do something, even if it's nominal. It's the habit. It's the idea. It's the principle of doing a little bit more this year to set your future self up for success than uh, than you did last year. So take the opportunity now at the beginning of the year to assess previous year's goals and then make adjustments if necessary to get back on track for 2024. And then along with that, Have you identified any new goals, any new things you want to accomplish in 2024? You want to buy that vacation house? Maybe you want to retire early. Uh, Maybe this is the year to uh, check that credit report. Maybe get the estate plan done. You know, all those sort of uh, housekeeping issues that go along with financial planning as well. Um, if If you've been kind of brushing them to the side, well, here's your friendly reminder to get that done for this year. And if you do have big financial goals that you're working to that have dropped into your lap or entered into your consciousness, then then map out the solution to those goals. If the idea is to, I can't stand this job one more year. This is it, 2024, I'm closing the books. Okay, well then, have you got your financial house in order? Paid down all your bad debt? Got your emergency fund set up? Have six months of uh, money set aside in, in a bank account safe and secure? Do you have enough assets to be able to uh, carry you through either a job change or until Social Security kicks in? Have you done the math on that? A lot of things to consider if you have a new goal set up for this year. How about any big life events? coming up this year that you might be aware of, family life events, move, new city, new town, marriage, birth, get your kids off to higher education, college, maybe you're going to have a job change, maybe you're going to retire this year, how about any big medical expenses coming up, going to get that knee replacement, the hip replacement, and then, of course, If there are any deaths this year, that's something to be mindful of that uh, could be a possibility. You know, any of those big life events that you foresee on the horizon typically should be planned for if you want them uh, to not disrupt your financial plan or if you want to incorporate them into your long-range financial planning. So give some consideration to what big life events could happen throughout the course of this year. And then how about are you or any significant family members going to reach any milestone ages this year? You know, 18, are your kids going off to school? Um, 26, are they get, 
getting off of your health insurance plan and, and finally paying for health insurance um, by themselves. Uh, also a good time, by the way, to get them off your cell phone plan if you haven't done that already. Let them stand on their own two feet. What about you? 59 and a half? Uh, 59 and a half is when you can start withdrawing from uh, IRAs, uh, raw, um, traditional IRAs, penalty-free at 59 and a half. Uh, just because you can doesn't mean you should, though. It has to align with the rest of your financial plan. If you're still working and contributing, then probably no need to withdraw. Um, but if you have retired early or considering retiring early, then beginning to withdraw from traditional retirement plans at age 59 and a half without penalty can be that bridge that gets you to, say, 62, when you can start claiming Social Security or as early as 62, um, or maybe up to your full retirement age, which nowadays is uh, somewhere between uh, 66 and 67. So 59 and a half, that's a key marker. 62, as I mentioned, the first year that uh, we're eligible, most people are eligible to claim early Social Security benefits. How about 65? You coming up on that? Medicare, got to sign up for Medicare if you're 65 and you're not employed. If you are still employed and covered by a health insurance plan, then you can delay. In most cases, you can delay signing up for Medicare, but 65 is a a marker for that. Uh, and then full retirement age for, for most people is usually in the 66 right now. It's 66 in some months, creeping up to 67. Uh, how about 70 and a half? That's the age in which you can um, start making qualified charitable um, distributions from your uh, retirement funds directly to a charity and donate money more tax efficiently, 62, required minimum distribution age, uh, when you have to start taking withdrawals from your um, traditional IRAs, 401k plans, uh, other qualified uh, retirement plans. So if you have a big age milestone coming up, you want to be aware of that uh, and put that in action because if you miss some of these deadlines, then there can be tax penalties associated with that. So be careful. And then uh, any concerns on the horizon about any variables or circumstances that could potentially uh, impact your plans for this year? Give that some thought and consideration too. You know, it's always good to have a plan, but it's better to have a plan B and a plan C. Because we know from professional experience that most of our life plans, our plan A's, don't go according to, to that plan. And so having backups and contingencies are a natural part of good financial planning and good life planning as well. All right, we're going to pause right here, take a short break. We're going to be right back after these messages. If you want to jump in on the conversation, have any questions or comments relating to your own personal financial situation, jump on the phone lines, give me a call, 627 7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS.
Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized, ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, you can look us up online at wealthwayadvisors.com. All right, tonight we're talking about issues to consider to get uh, your 2024 off right, financial issues to consider, um, and get you set up for success for this year. First segment talked about some personal issues that uh, a lot of us face over the course of the year, some things to consider. Now, how about some cash flow issues to be aware of? Do you expect your household income or expenses to change material this year, materially this year, going to get a raise, going to get a promotion, uh, job prospects looking bleak? Um, could you, is there a possibility of layoff? All these things have implications on how you conduct your day-to-day cash flow. Obviously, if uh, job conditions are uncertain, you want to make sure that you uh, are either actively building an emergency fund or already have built an emergency fund of somewhere between three to month, three to six months of household expenses set aside in a very safe, secure bank account, very liquid, um, not earning much money these days, I know, at least not the basic uh, savings and checking accounts from banks, but that's not the primary purpose. The primary purpose of that money is liquidity and security and peace of mind, so that if the unforeseen job loss does creep up, then you have the assets to hopefully weather the storm until you get your next job. Or vice versa, if you if things are going well for you at work and you think there might be a promotion or a raise in the offering, then take that opportunity to foresave some additional money into your company retirement plan. Uh, maybe you're, let's hypothetically say you're gonna get a bonus of 500 uh, or increase in pay of $500 a month. Take 250 of it and commit that to your 401k plan um, for your future self and go ahead and enjoy the other $250 a month or something like that. But uh, as you look over the horizon and you assess your particular um, financial cash flow needs, make adjustments and changes as necessary to suit your current lifestyle as well as prepare for your future lifestyle. How about re- reviewing your employee benefits to ensure that you're taking advantage of what your employer offers. Now, a lot of this happens at the end of the previous year, uh, October, November, usually open enrollment period for a lot of companies to, for employees to um, choose and select the type of benefits that they want to receive. But there's also things, depending on the size of your company, some people can do that year-round. And so if you if you didn't make any big decisions at the end of 23, then let's make them at the beginning of 24. And like I said at the outset of this segment here, you know, this is a great opportunity to make sure that you increase at least a little bit the amount that you're contributing to the company, uh, to your company-sponsored retirement plan if you have one. And just for frame of reference, for 
2024, the contribution limits to most company-sponsored retirement plans is $23,000 a year. That's how much the employee can contribute, $23,000 a year. And if you are age 50 or older, you can contribute another $7,500 this calendar year as well for a total of $30,500. So that's what you should be working towards. Uh, to try to max out those contribution limits if you can. All right, I'm going to pause right here for the news at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back after this in just a few minutes. Get your calls in now, 627-7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. Welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, Check us out online at wealthwayadvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at wealthwayadvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in the dialog boxes there, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for is just to send you the information that you request. Or if you have some nuanced questions, want to speak to a live human being, we got those at the office. Give us a call there, 456 2200. Want to remind everybody our next show, our next live show, will be in two weeks on Tuesday, January 23rd at 6 p.m. as usual. But if you can't catch this show live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month or the rebroadcast on the Saturday morning following the show, then get the show as a podcast. Search for Dollars and Common Sense wherever you get your uh, podcast. Download us, take us with you wherever you go, and listen when you're ready. And for those of you who are into social media, we have a presence on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can search for Wealthway Financial Advisors, hit that like or follow button, and then usually about once a week we have a financial planning-oriented post that we put up to keep you Uh, engaged and interested in the financial planning process. All right, tonight we're talking about uh, issues to consider at the beginning of the year to set yourself up for success for the rest of the year. 627-7979, studio line, if you want to jump in on the conversation, have a question or comment relating to your own personal financial situation, give me a call there, 627-7979. So before the break, we were talking about um, some cash flow issues, cash flow issues to be concerned about. Um, a lot of cash flow revolves around the concept of a budget. Uh, longtime listeners of this show know that uh, we don't really think that many people actually uh, establish, set, or follow a budget. And that's okay. That's not inherently wrong. Um, but at a minimum, you have a budget, whether you know it or not, whether you follow one or not, whether it's formal or not, there is a budget. I mean, 
there's money coming in the front door, and then there's uh, expenses going out the back door, and uh, hopefully there's something left over that you can save um, for your long-term financial health and security. So um, in some respects, uh, there's a budget there, just not a very detailed one, and one that we all kind of naturally, for the most part, um, fall into. We are spending patterns naturally must, for the most part, follow uh, the revenue that we can generate. And while this is America and you can get almost anything on credit, uh, and many people do, uh, irresponsibly, but that's their own choice, um, we work with people who uh, avoid those temptations and um, use the I guess you call the budgetary process to flip it on the head, flip it on its head. So instead of uh, looking at your revenue and then the expenses that go out and seeing what's left over and trying to save that, that's not a recipe for success. A recipe for success is starting with a savings objective or goal. I am going to save 10% of my gross monthly income. That's an objective goal. Or I'm going to save $1,000 a month to my company retirement plan or $500 a pay period or whatever. Those, and those things are what you kind of have to got to commit to first. The savings comes before the spending if you want to be financially secure and ultimately financially independent one day where you have to when where financial independence is where you depend on no man no other person no other entity for income other than yourself and people who amass significant amounts of wealth do just that and you don't necessarily have to amass significant amounts of wealth in order to be financially independent depends on your particular lifestyle but For those people who are interested in taking control and taking charge of their own lives and having control over the financial aspects of – in order to have control over your own life, you have to have control over the financial aspects of your life, at least to a large degree. So for those who are willing to sacrifice somewhat today, save first, spend second, those are the ones who are well on their way of getting to that place of financial independence. Okay, some more cash flow issues to consider. Are you able to contribute to an IRA? If you are, what kind of IRA? Traditional IRA? Roth IRA? There are income limitations that you have to be below in order to qualify for, to make contributions to um, either traditional IRA or Roth IRA. Um, and And there are maximum amounts that you can contribute to an IRA. So you can only do so much per year in an IRA. So both traditional IRA and Roth IRA contribution limits for 2024 are $7,000. Maximum you can put in the IRA this year, $7,000. Unless you are age 50 this year or older, in which case you can contribute another $1,000 for a total of $8,000 this year into IRAs. An additional savings vehicle that you can contribute to if you qualify, along with your company retirement plan. So 
before the break, I was talking about the maximum contribution limits to most company retirement plans is, uh, if you're 50 or older, $30,500 this year. Then you could contribute another $8,000 to an IRA. You start sucking away the, that level of money, then and you get it invested properly within those within the company retirement plan and within the IRA and invested properly means it can't be in you know, stable growth or money market funds or even bond funds for the most part uh, it needs to be invested in long-term growth assets common stocks equities mutual funds that are made up of common stocks ETF, exchange-traded funds, growth-oriented assets. That is how one of the easiest, most accessible ways to grow and develop wealth over time that is available to all of us if you do it right. It's beyond the scope of this show. We'll talk about investing technicalities some other, other time. But today we're trying to talk about um, uh, specific issues and actions you can take to set yourself up for success in 2024. So can you make IRA contributions? Um, take a look at that. If you can, better to make them earlier in the year than later, typically, because if you do get them invested in growth-oriented assets, then the stock market, that general shorthand we use for I don't know, the, the S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial, the growth-oriented assets, goes up three out of every four years on average. So the odds are with you if you, if you contribute to your IRA, uh, you make your IRA contribution early in the year, then the probability is good, high, 75% that, and you get them invested properly, you're gonna have more money at the end of the year than you have at the beginning. So get it in now so that you can get, gain a year of growth. All right, how about, how about this one, a little obscure um, uh, IRA tidbit, a spouse, spousal IRA. Um, did you know that if you have a non-working spouse, I, well, I'm sorry, a spouse who does not earn income uh, in the house, then that spouse can make, uh, or you, the earning spouse can make contributions to an IRA for that uh a spouse who does not uh, have earned income from an employer. Uh, now, there are some income limits there, but they are much higher. See, in most cases, in order to make a contribution to an IRA, whether that's a Roth IRA, traditional IRA, you have to have earned income, W-2 income, 1099 income, taxable type of income. You have to be able to show that you, you, you've earned that in order to contribute it to an IRA. The exception being a spousal IRA. So if the, um, the spouse with a job is covered by a retirement plan, then the uh, non-working uh, spouse outside the home can also contribute as well so that you can double up your household savings. And a lot of people don't know of this option, and they certainly don't take advantage of it. So the spousal IRA, under certain conditions, uh, may allow you to save more uh, for your financial future. Okay? How about, have you confirmed that you're adequately saving 
toward your goals. So it's one thing to to do something, right? And then that's what I always say is like, just do something, get started. 25 bucks a pay period to your company retirement plan. I don't care. You know, the automatic direct deposit to um, a savings account to build that emergency fund, $100 a month. Just get started. Getting started is the hardest part. But once you get started and once you get into the habit and once you see some success, then success begets even more success. And then it doesn't become so much uh, like a sacrifice and drudgery it becomes more exciting. Like, I can do this. I can start to see that I am building wealth for the future. And I can start thinking bigger thoughts about what my my life might look like in the future because of what I'm, the actions I'm taking today. Then once you start getting excited about it, then it's like, okay, am I doing enough? Am I saving enough of my current take-home pay to be able to buy that vacation home or to be able to take a $25,000 trip once a year uh, um, in order to enhance the quality of my life? Or uh, can I start to think about maybe retiring at 60 instead of 70? You know, and think of all, all the free time I would have and what my quality, quality of life might be like. So then after you start and develop the habit, then more sophisticated analysis comes into play. Like, are you doing enough? Is it meaningful? And then once you get there, once you get to whatever your marker is, whether it's an age or a dollar amount, I finally have a million dollars. Well, okay, how much, how much can you spend from a million dollars for the rest of your life? You know, how, how long how long do you expect to live? How, how fast are the assets going to grow? How much do you think you can spend from it in order to supplement your other income sources? So that's all, all those things are much more sophisticated financial analysis. And if you don't if you if you don't have the interest, the time or the ability to to do that sort of level of sophisticated analysis, then get yourself aligned with a good, competent financial advisor who does have the resources and the systems and the software and the expertise to to give you those answers because that's specifically what they're designed uh, to help with. And so usually as people do develop uh, a certain amount, get to a certain level of, of competency in their financial plan and their financial household and to a certain level of assets where things start the, the money starts to become real to them it's not theoretical anymore uh, or the idea of retirement becomes real it's practical instead of theoretical because you're in a 10-year window before that's going to happen you know that's the time to start seeking out professional help if you want to do this right and you don't have to seek it from us um, we are a big proponent of uh, working with certified financial planners, though, if uh, you decide to partner up with a financial advisor. And you can search for certified financial planners in our area right here or wherever you may be listening uh, at the Certified Financial Planner uh, National Board's website. Their consumer-facing uh, website is called letsmakeaplan.org. That's letsmakeaplan.org. And you can search for certified financial planners in uh, Hampton Roads or in whatever area you may be listening to that can help 
put a finer point and a sharper analysis on your current savings habits and what your future spending possibilities might be. All right, going to pause here, take a short break. Going to be right back after these messages. 627-7979 if you have a question or comment relating to your own personal financial situation. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talks 790 WNIS. Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, you can look us up online at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in the dialog boxes, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for is just to send you the information that you request. Uh, next show will be next live show will be uh, in two weeks on Tuesday, January 23rd. But if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month, get the show as a podcast. Search for Dollars and Common Sense wherever you get your podcasts. Download us, take us with you wherever you go, and listen at your leisure. For those of you into social media, we are on Facebook and LinkedIn. Search for Wealthway Financial Advisors. Hit that like or follow button, and about once every week, you'll see a interesting financial planning-oriented post to keep you engaged and motivated in the financial planning process. All right, just got a few more minutes for today's show. want to wrap things up with uh, talking about uh, some issues to consider at the beginning of the year to set yourself up for success for the rest of the year. We're talking about some cash flow issues. Got a couple more to consider Uh, How about those of you who are subject to taking required minimum distributions this year, right? And those required minimum distributions are, so uh, for those who don't know, um, in traditional IRAs and in 401k plans or 403b plans, if you left them at your previous employer, um, beginning at age, uh, well, it's getting a lot more complicated now, so I'll try not to throw too many ages at you, but beginning at age 70 and a half, you can start making uh, charitable, uh, qualified charitable distributions directly to charities from your IRA that for those of you who are subject to required minimum distributions from these IRAs or company retirement plans, you can donate your required minimum distribution. So a required minimum distribution is a certain 
amount that has to come out of your IRA or company retirement plan once you hit a certain age. That age is creeping up a little bit each year. It used to be 70 and a half. Now we're going to 72. Then we'll probably go going to 73. And at some point, we're going to 75. So it's going to be a, a moving target here for a while. But if you are subject to your required minimum distributions, that minimum amount that has to come out of those accounts each year, uh, and if you don't take it out, then the penalty for then there is an IRS penalty uh, for the amount that you should have taken out that you didn't. So an important number to be mindful of. And for those of you who don't need the required minimum distribution, one of the things you can do is donate it directly to a qualified charity, 501c3 sanctioned uh, charity. And by so doing, you avoid taking receipt of the income out of the IRA that you are required to take and there and avoid claiming that income on your tax return and donating the money directly to a charity. And that is more tax efficient. In other words, it saves you more money in taxes than if you took the required minimum distribution out of the IRA claimed it on your taxes, and then donated whatever amount, donated the same amount to the charity. Most people aren't even able to itemize their charitable donations nowadays. Only with the higher um, um, standard deduction limits, only about 10% of households now are able to itemize, in other words, um, deduct more than the standard deduction. So most people aren't even getting credit for the charitable contributions nowadays. So making those uh, uh, QCDs, they're called, uh, qualified charitable um, distributions, can help save you uh, money in taxes if you are charitably inclined. And then uh, I guess a general comment about IRAs and required minimum distributions, if uh, if you are hitting one of those magic ages where you have to start taking out that required minimum distribution, now most custodians are getting more sophisticated. So custodians like the bank, the brokerage company, uh, the mutual fund company that houses, that holds your investments, your IRA investment accounts. Those custodians, it used to be left up to the taxpayer, and I still think it technically is the taxpayer's, yours, responsibility uh, to take a required minimum distribution if you're required to, if you've hit that magic age. Uh, but nowadays, uh, custodians uh, get pretty sophisticated with uh, all the, the data gathering that they do and will contact you proactively to let you know how much you have to take out before December 31st. And in some cases, they just uh, outright send it to you um, proactively without even any further instruction from you. Um, just to make sure that it happens that way. All right, uh, that's about all the time we have for tonight. I still got a bunch of things to go through to get 2024 off on the right foot, so I think I might have a second segment of our next show, which will be in two weeks on Tuesday, January 23rd. Until then, for more information about us, look us up online at wealthwayadvisors.com. You've been listening to Dollars and Common Sense. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. News Talk 790 WNIS. Okay.
program was sponsored and paid for by Wealthway.